0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This week in League, Anthony Siebold finally proves he's better than Wayne at something, being a sloppy power bottom.
1: Canberra is officially the captain now after doing more damage to Melbourne than the Sudanese. Paul White
0: looks to solve the Broncos' halves problems by being mean to Darius on social media.
1: Plus, we look ahead to all the action for week two of the 2019 final series. All that and more this week in league.
0: Welcome to this week in league. What is it? Episode three thirty six. I'm Nate, and I'm Jay in the Eagle Rock, baby. (laughs) How fucking good! Let me tell you, the only way it could have been better if it had been we had got the Broncos and done that. (laughs) Like, I mean, the old enemy, or should you know, the old pocket holding fucking bitch enterprise that are that is the Cronulla Sharks proved that in 2019, one hoodoo is still fucking real. Like that that hoodoo shit. You always look at and go, wow, statistically. That's fucking. That's that, that's some heavily adverse fucking, you know, conditions. But yeah. in reality, that's fucking bullshit. I mean, yeah. there is you know times and places and rosters and blah blah blah. Yep. But they proved that uh, Hoodoo is more powerful than fucking roster <laughs> in this occasion. Fucking earth um, it is, isn't it? And uh, Penrith, even by by not being in the finals, they they fucking won the trade. You are welcome. Because at least they got fucking Maloney to you know do some good shit and, in, in, you know, in, being instrumental in helping the Blues retain. That's it. <laughs> you know, that's something. And,
1: look, Penrith had two jobs this season. The other one of them was to keep the West Tigers out of the finals by beating them by one point.
0: Yeah, and not only that, I mean, you kept them out of um 10th as well. Yeah. By, by beating, that's you know, it. by flogging the fucking Knights. At exactly, the end. so. Almost so badly that you took ninth. Always <laughs> made up like 154 and against in one fucking game. But um, yes.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, no, my week has been much sadder. Oh really? Yeah. I, well, um, how, how so? Well,
0: you know, we're we're out. And <sighs> yeah, but I mean, sometimes uh, you know, like sometimes, like, and I've had seasons like this myself. Sometimes though. It's like, thank God the fucking pain has ended. <laughs> yeah. Like, could you imagine being a Titans fan? I mean, it's oh, yeah. like like 10 times worse than being like a, a, fan, a, fan, like a Penrith fan this year. Yeah, 100%. Like probably. easily, maybe yeah. 100 times worse. Let's yeah. be conservative. But, uh, and um,
1: look, I'll be listening to for the button,
0: them, it would be just like, thank fuck, I don't have to like see this on my social media or I don't have to fucking suffer through another 80 yeah, minutes of these fatatas trying to fucking... That's true fuck the football and, you know.
1: Yeah. So. I've been listening to a lot of 90s R&B watching highlights. You know. <laughs> like, you know, watch, watching kick out Barnstorm through people. Oh, I thought you thought
0: you're thought you watching 90s R&B while watching, like, you know, the, the early 90s grand finals and like, shit like that. No, no, no.
1: no like, this season's <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: highlights. Okay. Well, this season's highlights is,
1: like, crash ball to kick out. Well, you know, kick out. Like, Like (laughs) a Tony Braxton soundtrack, the Bill Kickow fucking just, it's phenomenal.
0: I wish I could think of some Tony Braxton lyrics off the top of my head right now. Unbreak
1: my heart.
0: Yeah, would that one really, did that one work though? It surely needs to be a bit more. Take
1: that sad word goodbye. (laughs) Bring back
0: the joy to my life. It's just like... Crash board kick out, Slo- <laughs> sloppy defense for To-oh. <laughs> Naden doing Nathan doing something, <laughs> and that's it. Yep. <laughs> oh, and then Cleary selling dummies in the last two rounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh fuck, it's a shame. But um, I am I am fucking surprised and uh, delighted to be alive at this at this stage. I mean, yes. it, it could not have gone better. Than it did, mm. and that the, the problem the problem is this shit. It fucking it's it's the hope that fucking kills you, in the and like yeah. so 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 you go into the game, and what I expected was, uh, a good you know like a good showing, and like you know the same sort of you know desperate you hanging in there blah blah blah, but eventually getting overwhelmed perhaps. And uh, so for for them to, like, come out of the blocks and you're, like, fucking... And at halftime, you're, like, oh, shit. Like, you know, if we lose now, it's going to be ten times fucked. Yeah. Because because you'd you'd convince yourself of this scenario that, you know, you expected. And uh, then when it totally upends it. But, yeah. Anyway, we'll get into that shit. Uh, With some news stuff uh, this week. I didn't look too much about the articles because a lot of it is bullshit. But, I mean, there's a couple of things we should talk about, though. And um, I think... The Broncos, today the news came out that the uh, the Broncos were spotted at um, Harpoon Harry's Hotel in Surrey Hills near Oxford Street, and just a little bit of trivia that I was uh, made aware of today, Harpoon Harry's was the second finalist for where our members meet up was going to be last year, and it ended up being at the other place, a oh, wow. barbecue place, okay. but Harpoon Harry's was the other one that was on the short list. Wow So anyway
1: Who gave us the other one?
0: Both came from uh, Sam Okay Yep yeah, So And he, like, he was Because he was doing Like manual Like leg work Going to places And and you know Checking checking them out For suitability yeah, nice. And so on um, But the Broncos uh, yeah, eight, At least eight Broncos Were spotted there uh, Eyewitness confirmed uh, Matt Gillett Andrew McCulloch Payne Haas Dave Fafita Corey Oates Anthony Milford Joe Offhand Goway And um Shittasaki. They were all there and uh, in the the pokies room until late. Fafita was playing the... the, Well, the rest of them apparently left around 11pm. Fafita stayed playing the pokies line afterward. Now, there's a couple of ways to look at this. One, well, now the Broncos have come out and said no one's getting fined or anything. They didn't break curfew or anything like that.
1: They didn't break curfew. Yeah,
0: so... I guess there wasn't a cur. I, I guess there wasn't a curfew. I don't. I don't know. I mean, there's there's a couple ways to look at it, and like, and and I'm just going to put them out there first, mm-hmm. and then then we can discuss the various merits of them. The first one I've seen online is, oh, what do you? Yeah, you know, a big fucking. They're playing the Pokies and not drinking. Like, I mean, yeah, but before a game that was to be played at four pm the next afternoon, yep. what, what do you want them to do? Just fucking sit in the hotel room staring at the walls. That's that's the that's one standpoint. Mm-hmm. Another standpoint could be you know, off their broken curfew. Then. I mean, the curfews are there for a reason. Obviously, you want the players fresh and, you know, to give their best the next day. And then mm-hmm. it looks especially bad in hindsight because they clearly didn't give their best at any at any stage. Yeah. Um, and the third one, okay, so then the Broncos have said there was no curfew broken. So we'll take that one off the table. And the third curfew is, you know what? It's a fucking finals game. It's a big occasion. Mm-hmm. Call me crazy. But as a fan of the sport and trying to put myself in the position of being a Broncos fan. Yes. I mean, I can't, you know, I have to do, a, it's a mental exercise. I can't manually
1: shorten my dick by three inches. Have you got and- any nangs around here? <laughs> <laughs> just load up a canister with three nangs <laughs> and just get them into you. And then all of a sudden just start looking for validation. <laughs>
0: Yeah, get my get my get my dad to go down to Bunnings so they unlock the fucking spray paint locker. <laughs> so so, uh, so. Uh, <laughs> but in any case, perhaps just perhaps fans and dare I say, probably the coaching staff and the administration and higher ups in the club as well, would like to see a little bit of fucking professionalism shown, mm-hmm. and maybe. Get to bed at a reasonable hour. If you want to fucking gather the boys around to the room, yep, and play, you know, play poker for you know something for a while. I mean, I know it happens. Yeah, that's probably better than you know because 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 obviously having eyewitness accounts of these guys out doing this stuff, but it's just it's just terrible from a, a from a visual perspective in light of what happened, yep. you know, during the
1: game. It is the other thing. This is another one of those situations where the reality is, if the Broncos had come out and won, it mm-hmm. wouldn't this have been a story. Probably would not have been an issue. Yeah. you know, someone might have mentioned it, and then there might have been a couple of people, yeah, having a go at the gambling angle, yeah. which is fucking weak. That's fucking stupid. Um, no, I don't think I've actually seen. Oh yeah, I, I take that back. I have seen that. I went to some Broncos fan groups on Facebook today. Yeah, and they're all like, "Oh, if they've got money to gamble, you need to shorten their contracts." Okay, oh, God, that's a, that's tremendous. Okay, because everyone in every poker room's on over three hundred k. Every every
0: times every time uh, you know one of my Broncos friends has must have liked or commented on something and it's been thrown up into my Facebook feed from a Broncos fan group or the official Broncos yeah. page. Well, I just I just comment just like crying face emojis, like four lines. <laughs> every time it's just fucking fantastic to see but um, look at the end of the day i don't have any problems going out with players going out and doing this sort of shit however it's not the most prof- it does speak to perhaps this this lack of like a you know mental focus on the task at hand yeah. and in the and in hindsight after looking at the results on the field it looks even worse yep. so i think perhaps just from the just from the general you know how it looks standpoint perhaps they could keep things in-house and if the club wanted to organise yeah. something inside the hotel, the players could, you know.
1: Yeah. And look, did, I guess going a little bit left on this, it to me maybe speaks of, of Seabold and, and I've seen all this stuff that he's lost the dressing room. Yeah. Um, maybe it is a situation where the players do need a little bit more structure. Maybe if there wasn't a specific curfew in place, yeah. maybe there needs to be one. Mm. This does smell a little bit of, to me like, you know, good old Broncos coming in and going. Oh no, there there was no curfew, so they didn't yeah, actually break anything, yeah. so we don't have to Andrew G. too to Q2 doesn't him. have to talk to you. Um who was it Payne Haas that was in trouble at a family barbecue and like, resisting arrest or something or Well, he's or- got the he's
0: he's he's got the loose family though. You know, I don't think he was I don't think he was um at fault or to blame or anything. I think he was trying to break shit up cuz I think his mum's loose. Yeah. I think his mum went to whatever jail. It was yeah. yeah.
1: You know. Um yeah, nothing to see here. Yeah. But you're 100% right. For for players to be doing that, at the very least, it shows very poor judgment. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's not about being in an alcohol-serving establishment. It's not, not about, you know, there was one group here and another group not there. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other worrying thing is there's some pretty senior players either in tenure... Yep. Or an importance... Yep. ...to the club. Yep. You know? It it goes a long way to explain the performance and the focus.
0: Yeah, at at, at the end of the day, I don't don't have any problem with players doing that per se. You know, that was probably a little little late, but at the end of the day, the games are all played in the late afternoon or the evening, so, Mm -hmm. you know, they're going to be sleeping until fucking lunchtime or whatever anyway. 11 o'clock
1: is not a terrible time to finish anything. No, but just... Although, what was the thing? Haas was added like... 2 a.m. Or yeah, he was there yeah,
0: he, he was going after the rest of them were gone by 11. But um, That's either some great luck or a problem. Yeah, well, the, the Broncos, the, the thing is, that that's it, it's it's more like a, a representation of where their culture is at at the moment. Yes. And then for the club to come out and go, we're not going to fuck anybody up over this. So, don't break, so, I mean, so, then, so then they're basically accepting that yep. as, a, as a, a cultural thing that's happening right now. And, you know, maybe they might ream the shit out of people over the over the off season and yeah. and try and you know set a, a draw a line in the sand at what the, this new standard is mm-hmm. and maybe things have changed. But I mean, like if you're a Broncos fan, it's like when I talk about players fucking joking and shit with the opposition yeah, after they get it. flogged. Um, I didn't really I didn't really watch the you know the, the handshaky sort of moments of the of the game afterwards, as if. Mm. But I would hope. That if I were a Broncos fan, I would hope to see that those players were fucking crying or f- yeah. just filthy, like just yeah. quick hand slap and get a fuck in the fucking dressing room and yeah, start it, kicking
1: shit. Look, if if you're away on a business trip and you're trying to present something yep. to a you know a group or to clients or whatever yep. it is, and you've got the one bloke that stays at the pub playing pokies, even if he's not on the piss mm. till two a.m., four a.m., whatever it is, yeah. And then the next day, if he's at any less than a hundred percent. Yep. Then in any normal workplace, you filthy at him again. Yep. That was poor decision making, and it's had a direct impact on the next day.
0: Oh, and we've been there. It, we've all been there. Yeah. I Fuck! I remember when I was living in Japan, and we had um New Year's, and I got so fucking blind. Like I was blind. I was drinking till like five in the morning, and I started work at six, and I was fucking blind, and I was working as a chef. So you know what? Dealing with very sharp knives, <laughs> and, and so I think I fucking cut. I think I cut my hand and i was yeah trying to cut and then at the 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 bar sort of part in the in the hotel where I worked, they like they made this like sort of like a mold sort of sake sort of thing is like a tradition some tradition thing you know new year's Ugh. thing so they're passing that around the stuff and i was already fucking blind i didn't need anything more and anyway i was probably i was sent home like about seven seven thirty in the morning to sleep it off <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and I got fucked up. And yeah, and that's, and that was that was a that was a bad thing for me. I mean it took me it took me a fucking took me a week to get, you know, get some get some cunts back on side in there because, yep. you know, th- at the end of the day, this is a fucking yep. this was a, a very large hotel. that had like, you know, five five different sections in the kitchen and you know, yeah. each section needed every person in the section because,
1: you know, and it was extrapo- fucking busy extrapolate that example. Yep. Imagine if everyone that was eating was yep. watching you prepare the food. Yeah. And and if you fucked it up, there was no one else to come in and fix it for them. Yeah. It was just they had a shit yep. meal that night. Yep. That's it. You know, so... Yeah, poor decision-making Broncos, you absolute pieces of shit.
0: Yep. Any other news, of course, you want to talk about? I mean, Hargraves, he, he got suspended uh, this evening, so I don't think there's any surprises there. I mean, the fucking guy had, like, uh, you know, he, he couldn't do anything. Yeah, so many fucking carryovers and, you yeah. know,
1: similar offense points and everything like that that... It, it's unfortunate because I... would I'd seen him while while he hadn't been as effective at, at you know turning his his grubbery around, I think a couple of times this year he had been hardly done by and I was happy that he got off last week. I I thought that hit, even though it was sickening the, the result of it. Yeah. I I didn't really think there was much in it in, in terms of foul play or careless play. But then he goes out and he does something like that. Yep. So, while he's gotten most of the grub out of his game, the dumb country is still there in yep. a big way. Yep. So, yeah. So, which is sad because he was instrumental for the Roosters.
0: Yeah, they're, they're far better with him in, in, in the side and now they're going to have to do it without him to get into the grand final against the, you know, I guess, you know, presumably, you know, like Storm, which was what people thought the grand final would be until, yeah. you know, until last week. That's I mean, it was the way it was set up in the draw, but... Um, the other one is uh, this firework firework shit with Bj. Look, very like the most fucking surprise, random, unfortunate, freak occurrence yep. to happen, um, where where he was unable to start the game because of uh, getting a fragment of uh, fireworks or something in his you know, lodged in his eye. Yep. Um, now the the Raiders were able to replace him without an interchange, which I didn't think was a fucking problem because the game hadn't started yet. So that's yeah. that wasn't they're not giving them something. That's it, I think. And then later on, when he came, when he was cleared, okay, then they're like, oh, that's gonna cost you an interchange to have him on. Oh, like, yeah, you know, this a bit uh, of this is a bit of this is a this is a this is a freak fucking situation. Not about of, not of their you know of this other team's fucking home you know home grounds. Yeah, okay.
1: So l- let me put something to you though. Is the NRL not A place where people are fucking dodgy as hell and will look to get away with absolutely anything they can. And if if it's a free interchange, you know what if they go? What if they say, okay, when you're running out there, we want you to trip over that fucking thing and you know hurt your ankle, and then we end up with one more interchange on the bench.
0: Yeah. No, I can I can see that, but I mean, really, there. I, I guess this 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 sort of fell under the same sort of provisions that you know a guy injuring himself in the warm up or something would fall under. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. And,
1: yeah, and and, and, the- and here's the thing: if it was a case of they had nobody appropriate, you know, to to put on there, and they had yeah. to put a fucking second roller in there. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm 100% cool with before the fucking whistle goes. Yeah, you can do whatever you fucking want yeah
0: and that's the thing you can't you can't really that's that's a part of the other rule as well i mean like something had to happen to him and they had to go okay yeah you can you know pull a guy out and that's it you know but um the other thing is when there's a fucking arch with fireworks sticks off the entire you know perimeter of the arch shooting out yeah run through the fucking arch mate (laughs) I mean, everyone runs through the arch, and then BJ breaks left into the stream of fireworks, and uh, and he acts surprised when he gets fucking shot in the head yeah. with fireworks. Wait, yeah, no. <laughs> you are he's you not know, a smart he, man. He is not the uh, smartest. He, he's not the deepest throat in the something, whatever. The, I don't know. Make your own. <laughs> make your own BJ analogy. Um, you any other news things you want to talk about? Not really. I was on getting these motherfucking games. i And the first game on Friday night, the Roosters 30 smashed the Rabbit 06 at the SCG, a crowd of just under 30,500. Uh, the Roosters tries the Manu, Mitchell, uh, Orbison, Cordner, SST, and Tedesco. Mitchell, two of six conversions and a penalty goal. The Rabbits, their six points came from a try to Reynolds and a conversion to Reynolds. The Roosters now proceed to week three. And uh, they'll host the uh, ultimate winner of this weekend's Storm and Eels clash.
1: It was a uh, pretty textbook performance. It was. I mean, it, it
0: was still it was still the the same Roosters of late where they had one good half. Yes, but this half was the most perfect half of football you could probably ask for in yeah. 2019 from any yeah. football side. They started fast. I mean, the, you know, the, the rabbits with an early mistake and it allowed the roosters to get good field position and score like yep. a couple minutes in. Yep. And then, then they basically kept their foot down for the entire half right to the end. They scored another try to take what, 26 nil or something at the break. I mean, yep. it was, it was just
1: flawless and there was fucking nothing that, South could do about it. The thing that's surprising about this is that it was actually an extremely high-quality game of football. It yep. was fucking non-stop, yep. end-to-end shit. There were two penalties apiece. Mm-hmm. You know, the Roosters made five errors to the Rabbits six. The Roosters missed nine tackles. The surprising thing is the Rabbits only missed 18 tackles. Yep. And that's why this Roosters team is so fucking dangerous. 'Cause all they have to do is bust you once. Yep. Yeah. You know, once. And then they'll just put it on from there. Yep. And now they've got both sides of the field firing. Mm-hmm. All fucking like Yeah. It it's a fucking it would be the most genius coaching move ever. It was like in um The Princess Bride, where he's fighting him and he goes, yeah. I have a secret. I am not left handed. Yeah. Turks <laughs> <Chokes> it over. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Manu yeah like she's oh okay it's the finals now I'll be awesome
0: yeah oh but he's been he's been better for large a large tractors. the thing is Latrell's been head fucked at times yeah and he and he wasn't great remember he bombed like two to three tries yep. last week and uh, so he wasn't great but then this time yeah apart from his goal kicking he was so he had a, a great yeah. like Latrell Mitchell game like one of those games that you, you know you want to see from him um and like Le- we mentioned we we're talking about him being suspended, but Led is instrumental again, um, just fucking amazing. And and
1: plays a dominant imposing forwards role. Yep. yep. Like you know. And
0: you know, the argument could be made that the the, the lack of Sam Burgess is like, you know, pro- uh, like an opposing force to
1: you know, their equivalent, I guess. You know it
0: it could be made,
1: but I mean I think what the Roosters learned last time was that they really needed to go out and match South's intensity. Because if you look at that game, mm. Souths won back in the regular season.
0: Yeah, Roosters had them covered when they when they were up for it, and yeah. then they sort of sat back. Yeah. And like I'm not I'm not saying they tanked that tanking that game, but they definitely they sat but they sat back in that game, and I don't think Souths forced them to. I
1: no. think they just did. But then when South came back at them, yeah, the Roosters weren't expecting it and ready for it, and that's yeah. when Souths came back over the top of them. Yeah, but uh, no, they they were they were f- almost flawless in this game. It was a very impressive. And the
0: thing is, and and I mean, like it's it's easy to shit on South, but a lot of those tries, I mean, I can think of those. There was that one. There, there was that one to bo- to Cordner that was just fucking ter- like soft as shit. Mm. But like some of the, like some of these other ones were just brilliant fucking tries as well. Like yeah. they, like there was it wasn't like South, you know, like other games we'll talk about coming up. But I mean. They had to. They had to earn those tries. They were yes. just fucking crisp. Their execution was just amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I don't know what else you want to say about the game. I mean, well, I guess we have got more time to talk about games games tonight. But really, I mean that that just came that that that's what it came down to. I Think mean, so. rabbits obviously hope to rebound with. Hope, hope bird just gives them something, you know, to to return, bounce back with. But the other thing is as well is that like Dewey and. And, like, and Johnson like you know, the fullback and the wing situation. there, I think they got exploited a little bit as well. I mean, like Johnson has been out for a large part of the year. Do like he's he's been okay at fullback. Yeah, but I don't think he's okay. Well, they stuck him out on the on the right on south right. Um, I think that got
1: exploited a bit. and that's where a lot of the a lot of the softer which tries is, came from. Which is interesting because every time Johnson's come back, yeah, this year, yeah, they've looked better. And I've yeah. caught myself sort of thinking, fuck, I'd, I'd completely underestimated how important he was to their back line.
0: Because remember when he wasn't yeah. a good fullback? Yeah. Like he was, he was there, but he was, he was trash. And he's actually turned out to be an important piece for them. But um, yeah. The Roosters looking very fucking good. Like, I mean, the, the, as a fan, yeah, you couldn't be happier if you're a Roosters fan. And I think at this stage, you're just hoping that that's not the peak. Because that that's a that's certainly the, the that's certainly the high point. That first half was their high point for this season by far.
1: Yeah, they don't need to improve much. They just need to no. Do they need it to for, ma- they just just maintain that. For, yeah, that's an ask for a longer time in the game. Yeah, yeah. Because
0: yeah, I mean, I you know once again you get the feeling that this game it was well and truly won by half time. So yeah. while it was still kind of you know fought you know fairly willingly, there was de- it was definitely a drop. It was one of those situations where the game's... The South had conceded that the game was a foregone conclusion. Yeah. Um, and, and and the Roosters knew they had it won as well, so it was just a matter of doing enough. Yep. Yeah. You know. um, what do we got here? A lot of tweets. Uh, little Buffalo. Can we put out an Amber Alert for the Rabbitohs left side defense? Missing since 7.50pm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. Underscore Sharkmeister. Finals Manu is greater than Origin Gay Guy. It's big Very call. True. Clevo, turning off the boomers lost to this shit South is this shit South is serving up as a kick in the cags, Wanking an early sleep it is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um also, bigger receptacle. Stepdad's furry gloves or South Sydney? South On this Sydney, occasion because the gloves weren't the receptacle. No, they were they were collateral damage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alpha Ben RL Roosters poured on the form tonight Kiri Boyd and Letters were absolute flames Wow Very happy with that uh, Super Supergraver The Roosters fucked the bunny so hard That Easter will be cancelled next year Ha <laughs> ha The Raiders 12 Defeated the Storm 10 Down at the Korean Housewife Tick over 20,000 in attendance The Raiders 12 Came through tries Two Simonson and Bateman Croker Two of two conversions And missed a couple of penalty goals The Storm's 10 uh, A try to Vunivalu and uh, three penalty goals to Cameron Smith.
1: Very telling that um, the methods of scoring there, isn't it? It's been a little while now that the Storm have had trouble putting mass points on through scoring a try.
0: Yeah, and I mean, the try that they did score was, you know, it was a perfect kick, you know, great, great jump and take and, you know, power to sort of shake off the last guy and get yep. over. But, um, it's a very, a very evenly and closely fought game, and a, b- a bit of a dour struggle, really. I mean, there wasn't, a, there wasn't a lot of highlights for either side. I mean, I feel like Canberra probably had the better of the. You know the, the most of the game, certainly the start, very fast start yep. with the replacement Simonson who was there. You know yeah. only, only through the fact that Bj had the fireworks in his eye, and uh, he scored almost instantaneously, yep. like it was you know only a couple of minutes in. Mm. And um, but then the Raiders they had to wait until the like second last <clears throat> minute before they yeah. you know before the, they they got over the line again. And I, I felt like they they did really well in the in in the ebb and flow of the game. But there was a period there where the storm came back. You know, through, you know, via penalty goals, got it closer. Then they actually got in front, you yeah. know, and then remained that way for a long time
1: uh, through that try. Yeah, Can- Canberra's start was off the back of their defence. Yep. hundred percent. And while they're never gonna, you know, be be your top defender, or your top tackle maker, I thought Caesar had a very good, especially first half defensively.
0: He he he, pl- he was like a. He, he, it, it he play, the way he was playing defensively because it was pretty much he just had one target and it was just yeah. like Pappenhausen yep. and like and it, honestly the way he played it was like Pappenhausen fucked his wife yeah I mean it was like vendetta sort of style yeah you know what I mean like That's it. he was always you know didn't matter where the kick came from he was always the first guy down there yep and he was like giving him the business as well like he wasn't yep. just he wasn't just tackling him and being the first contact after on the return he was like hitting him and like. You know, chucking him onto the ground yeah, and giving it. him the business, yeah. you know. And, and Good this, strategy for a young guy too, trying to sort of fuck thing. him out of
1: the game like that. How many times do we see it in a rugby league game that, you know, it's, it's almost that thing of a, a rising tide lifts all ships. Yeah. It, it's the, the Jonathan Thurston effect. Yep. When the Cowboys need- Putting him them on the back. When they, when they need lifting intensity, Thurston would be ch- always chasing his own kicks through. Yep. And then the rest of them would just start keeping up with him. So he was setting the tempo of, of their defence. So I think Caesar had a very, very good night. You know Melbourne are in trouble when they go away from their structures. Yeah. And there are a couple of times where you'd see, you know, um, instead of being a dummy half, Cameron Smith put himself in first receiver. Yep. And was putting end of set kicks in. That's how you know you've you've got Melbourne and they're a little bit shook. Yep. When, when they're trying to do things out of form. Um, you know, the... And at the end of the day, Melbourne gave away far too many penalties. They had fumbles on far too many chances. It was just a completely un-Melbourne-like performance, and it was the same the last time they played the Raiders. And
0: capped off by just like a very uncharacteristic, you know, working it out from your own your own you know own twenty, yeah, and at O'Car, you know, dropping the ball in, yeah, you know, strange sort of fashion. That's
1: it. They only completed at seventy five percent. Yep, which is just un-Melbourne-like at all yeah you know they're that team that when they're behind they get extra conservative and extra careful so yeah um no well done canberra and what a fucking mental advantage yeah what a fucking mental advantage you know? yeah
0: i mean if you know should they should they meet them again and i'm and you know it's while i wouldn't say it's likely i mean it's certainly a possible. it's a possible scenario mm, I think it, is. yeah so uh and yeah, and I mean, if it happens, it'll be the grand final, and you know, Canberra will take a lot of confidence from that, especially doing doing them at home twice, in a matter of like a month or five yeah. weeks, or you know, not a very long period That's of it. time, and, and both times at the business end of the year. So, you know, there's a great job by Canberra, and um, and yeah. in mean, Storm, like fuck, I mean, I know, I know it was a weird thing when Fox jumped, dropped the ball, but my God, like jump it you know, it's so unstorm-like to see scramble defence where, like, you know, four or five guys are chasing yeah. the fucking centre out wide, yeah. allowing like, and no one's no one's backing up on the inside, you know, covering it's, the inside ball, you know, uh, yeah. just like it was. It's crazy to see him open up like that. No, no, you're right, but um, you know, it was it was a great effort by fan, uh, by the the uh, the, Raiders. the Raiders, yeah, and uh, yeah, it was a narrow win. Doesn't matter how you got there. But, uh, you it. know, they're in front at the end. And then the other thing out of this game, of course, was the, the situation there where there was the short kickoff and, and Vinvali jumped for it, and he landed, and, he's, and his fingers landed fractionally inside the touchline. Yep. Uh, and and the touch judge that ruled he was out, and, um you yeah, know, that, mm-hmm. that was that. This, there was another set. The, the, the Raiders had a set after that, and the Storm had a set after that as well. So I think it was during their no. last set. I think that the oh, storm. Okay. Yeah, I think it was. I think the raid. Well, the raiders got the would have got the ball from the scrum, and then then the the storm had one last chance. But they were coming from sort of you know deep by yeah, like thirty or whatever. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and and the amount of outcry over this singular call in the game.
1: Yeah.
0: Where it's like you would swear that fucking Vunivalu had jumped up and taken the ball, and landed over the try line. Yeah and it was a disallowed try that was incorrectly nah. ru- ruled on because it cost them yeah. the fucking game apparently
1: it it goes to the psyche of somebody that would support a piece of shit club that systematically cheats oh. and then you know wants to claim those premierships that they won while cheating and the
0: fu- and the, the 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 fucking audacity though to complain about the, about a singular refereeing decision in a mm. singular game, when it probably happens to you once a fucking season, yeah, this is what this is what it's like for teams that play the storm week in week out. Yeah, but the, 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 all that aside, though, you scored one try in seventy nine minutes, but you were definitely going to fucking score a try from forty meters out. You mm. know, with a set from forty meters out, fuck out of
1: here. Although I did see a journo on Twitter. Talking about how you know the reason they shouldn't whinge is because they're a mathematical improbability to score again because they'd only scored one try in you know 78 minutes or whatever it was. I say say, it's
0: with one minute left, you was like
1: 179th. Like, yeah, in, in, in a situation with split second decisions and reactions to those decisions. That's not how probability works. No, you utter fucktards. <laughs> yeah. And for you to actually speak those things in public,
0: yeah. Did he try and say? Did he try and like 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 actually put it forward as like a mathematical
1: fucking? It, basically, to say you know, um, storm storm fans, he, look, he, his heart was in the right place, I guess. Yeah, like storm fans, you you can't be upset with that. You'd scored one try in seventy eight minutes. You. The probability of you scoring one in forty oh, seconds was
0: look. I mean, we've seen how many times have we seen teams score like you know in the last thing. But at the end of the day, yeah. you've got to look at the fullness of that game, and you've got to look at the look at some of the facts and of the scenario where Canberra's defence has been fantastic for I, the I entire season.
1: I'm just saying that's not how probability works. Well, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I don't think you would have been talking in a, in a mathematical sense. Of the, no, he was. Know. Okay, well, that's fucking stupid. Yes, then. yeah, I mean. You can talk in the sense of, like, we've just seen the entire fucking game. Very fucking unlikely you were going to score on that Correct. set as opposed to the other, Correct. you know, fucking, you know, 30 or yeah. whatever that you had during the game. That's it. Because, um, let's face it, the way the Storm went in that game, they probably would have just knocked it on anyway. Um, but, yeah, good job, Canberra. They, uh, they'll they enjoy a week off, and uh, they'll look forward to hosting Manly in week 3 mm-hmm. Getting fucking smashed again my Manly for the third time in the gym, bitches. Uh, Adam Brockman, I cannot stress this enough. Fuck Melbourne and suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> I like the cut of your jib, sir. I'd like to subscribe to your newsletter. Uh, Devonhead, holy fuck, I'm hungover today, boys. Don't remember much about the game except Canberra scoring first and then Melbourne getting dudded near full time, which I cheered massively for, and I think that's when the old Lady Storm fan called me a retard.
1: Okay. You know what? Shouldn't we? Isn't that what we do now? We try and cancel her.
0: Yeah, we get her banned ban from games. You can't use the you can't use the R word. No, with a hard with a hard D at the end of it. Yeah, I mean you can't.
1: It's it. You need to put a soft F she, in front of it.
0: She she is she's cancelled. Yeah, um, I no hosting Saturday Night Live for her. <laughs> <laughs> Troy, I said the the sweetest of rest fault results you will ever see. Agreed, Tim. Uh, Melbourne, the once great beneficiaries of dodgy calls have had one go against them for a change. Not that it would have changed the result anyway. Up the Raiders. Hectic. Who would have thought someone named BJ is taking a shot to the eye? Norts. Storm are the Raiders bitch. Yes. Uh, Sam said, suck shit, you cheating, purple, spamming, gronk fuckwits. That was said in Facebook because it has been a problem. There's been a pestilence. Of uh, locusts <laughs> really? Sp- spamming fucking just shit posts. All Storm. Tristan's that are awesome. The only way that game could have been better is if the touchy then ran onto the field and punched Cam Smith in the balls.
1: Wow. And, uh, That's actually true.
0: Alexander. I said, it like, I said it last time and I'll say it again. The Raiders are the true thinking fans team. Ooh, and uh, that's something that listeners uh, who aren't in the Facebook group might not uh, not realise. But there's been a concerted push by one, perhaps two, Storm fans in the Facebook group to try and, like, you know, the storm a hashtag. You know, the Thinking Fans team. It's fucking stupid. It's nonsensical.
1: And but it's hilarious when they lose and someone else can use it again. Oh, and
0: people can throw it in their face. It's wonderful. The mighty Manly Seagulls, 28 shocked the world defeated the Cronulla Southern Sharks 16 at Brookie uh, just under 16,000 in attendance the Sea Eagles 28 points came through tries to Appy Suli, Brad Parker, the uh, the Red Goat, uh, AFB and Brendan Elliott. Big Dick Elliot. Uh, Garrick 4 or 5 conversions, the Sharks 16 tries to Jerry Gray and Josh Morris. Uh, Johnston, uh, Johnston, two of three conversions.
1: This one went completely as expected. Well, no, because I said
0: 13 plus. Oh, so okay. there was that one conversion and you know what that was predicated on the fact that Sharks kicked no conversions and Johnson you know he shocked the world by kicking 2 thirds of the conversions. Yeah. I thought he'd only get 1 of 3 and that would have given a 14 point margin proving me correct. However, <laughs> it was 13 plus until like the fucking last minute or whenever they scored that consolation try. But Des Hasler he's he's locked up the coach of the year, but you know most definitely. I mean, this is the this is the greatest coaching achievement of the of the season thus far. Yeah. I mean, to the belief that he has instilled in these players, and just the the moves he's made to get the best out of individual players that aren't the first choices in their position, has just been nothing short of fucking remarkable. I mean, getting Brett Stewart in there, you know, in in the ear of Brendan Elliott, and you know, cluing him up on things, you know some things he can do. Obviously, you can't you can't rebuild a player's fucking game. No. In like a couple of weeks, so you know he's so to, to give him some yeah you know, some just some key things that he needs to worry about in attack and defence was fucking great. I mean, getting then he got um Spud Carroll in specifically just to get in the ear of Kepi, who's only played his second first grade game and it was a finals game. Yeah. So he's had Mark Carroll into him about you know what he what his job was and what he had to do as a fucking you know a prop you know having to step up and be prop you know through the suspension of Marty to power and just little things like that the, the fucking overwhelming belief that, that that playing group have in themselves no matter what is thrown at them is just incredible and then as for the game plan it makes me think that they they legitimately fucking tanked that game against the eels because the shapes that are throwing up and everything were the same sort of shit they were throwing up when Tommy was in the side which they didn't do in the storm game. And they and, and I put that one down probably to like shell shock of, you know, the injury at the time, but then they didn't do like at all. They didn't do it at all in the Eels game. And it wasn't like teams can't prevent you from doing that sort of shit. I mean, they never even attempted it like in the first place. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, and then they would do it. And then he was obviously put it like a premium on arresting the discipline. I don't, I don't think there was, I think there was like two penalties. I think for Dylan Walker, like, you know, probably like stripping the ball out or, you know, fucking around with the ball, you know, play the ball. Yeah. But there wasn't that there wasn't that massive influx of penalties where the, you know, the the, the other guys are on their four, on their thirty and they get held down a tackle and they get kicked down in a good field position where they're attacking. Yeah. That didn't happen. I don't think there was one of those the entire game, which is a massive fucking turnaround from usual. I'm not sure what the penalty count was. But um that and there I think there was only one situation maybe where they mm. lost the ball coming out of their own end. In in true
1: put the whistle away fashion it was three apiece yeah
0: yeah throughout the whole game and um, and which is probably you know much the same across all the finals games as yeah. well like they let them play a bit more and uh, and just the other thing I noticed it seemed like most of the time you know for like the first couple of tackles manly were playing super tight like it was like one there was like one out and a blanket over fucking yeah. the entire team just running like a couple it, of forwards at a <clears> time and only like literally passing it like five meters either side
1: it probably sums up the quality in the teams as well so if you look at that Roosters Souths game, yeah, you know the the Roosters missed nine tackles all game. Yeah, Souths miss eighteen tackles. Yeah, and get completely butt fucked. Thirty. Yeah, right? Look at this game. Manly missed eighteen tackles. Yeah. So you throw the Manly side against that Roosters performance. Yeah. And and they're on the fucking whopping end. The Sharks missed forty two tackles. Yeah, just fucking outstanding. And in a game where you're not getting the relief that penalties give you.
0: Yeah. You it know, costs you dearly.
1: If you're not giving them away, that's fine. Yeah. But if you're not getting them yourself either,
0: you know when you need that little just extra little pick me up, yeah, you know, like when you when it. you when you are getting pinned down. I mean, like Cherry Evans, he's because there was there was a lot of similar things that have happened a lot of times in manly games, like for example, having trouble working out of their, you know, barely getting up to the thirty meter yep. line, working out from your own end. And then even when Cherry gets a kick away, even if it finds the grass, they're still kind of tackled around their thirty or yeah. You know, plus, yep. so starting from reasonably good field position, but um, it was just a, a tremendous like yeah. the young. It's just one of those one of those things where you have all these wild cards in there, like Kepi, who's young, and uh like the other debutant, who's I The Sharks miss forty-two tackles. Pronounce.
1: Manly had eight line breaks. Yeah. That that yeah. opening stanza that Manly just came out and blew them away. Yep. They were just never going to re- recover from that. Yep. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Suli, fucking like. Massive. I mean, we had the, had the issue where you had a uh, we had jet ski, you know, had to come in for zero, and like Ciro was you know Cherry's favourite guy, like you know, to give that that short selective ball, you know, on a good line through yeah. scoring from like yeah, five yeah, meters yeah. out. And then this time it was like you know one 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 went to Suli, and there was another one where he just hit it too hard and and yeah. and, and knocked it on. You would have scored another one. Um, Brendan Elliott was fucking massive. I mean, didn't didn't put a foot wrong. Scored a try. Um, Really, the only the only complaints I have about the game is that uh, Dylan Walker fucking he he started shooting up a little bit more, and he was just getting a bit exuberant, and yeah, you know, he gave away two penalties. Did you just say and Dylan he...
1: Walker started shooting up?
0: Yeah, yeah. So you know he's, he he he's he's gone back, and maybe it was a proximity to Aaron Gray. I don't know. <laughs> I mean. Maybe maybe it took him back in time but uh, he he was shooting out of the line a, a little bit more than he has in the past but uh, you know that's that's nitpicking and I tell you, and for a game when you lose you know your possibly best forward to suspension I mean for Noah Blake that motherfucker stood up and he took everyone everyone on the ride with him yeah, and,
1: and he, he's Manly's Matt Lodge remember and
0: then crazy. He's he's I actually I this is and I mean I did it weeks ago but yeah I I can I I dub him officially redeemed. If I had a gavel I'd go dong dong. You're redeemed, sir. Go home, do what the fuck you want, do whatever the fuck you want, my friend, because uh, <laughs> because you can play footy great. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and to to tear through the the the, sh- the vaunted sharks forward pack and uh, and and tear through them and fucking put a try on them as well himself was fantastic and um my and I tell you it's not the first time we've said it and it's certainly not the last time fuck Aaron Woods is a waste of fucking space isn't he that kind of, I mean he's good for he's good for a knock on he's good for like absolutely effectless hit ups
1: he's also good. For the world's shittest offloads. Like those oh, ones. He fucking cannons them backwards like 20 yeah. metres on them. But they're also the ones where he's just stood still. Yeah. Right? And the defence is already starting to fall off him. And the
0: players are all set. They're ready for the, the- next thing as well. Exactly.
1: Yeah, So yeah. you're almost better to let him offload and they'll lose fucking yardage on it.
0: Yeah. But- and uh, it was pleasing to see Paul Gallant have zero effect on the game. Spent, spent a lot. I mean, for a guy who's kind of made his career on being... Uh, like a durable Iron Man kind of like spending large amounts of time on the field, yeah. You know, in games, you know, up to eighty minutes on the field during games. For this game, he sp- he spent a large part of the second half off the field and only came on. You know, he spent he was you know having a little cry and everything because you know the fans were giving shit and you know because he's like sad because he was getting the ultimate L. But um, then you know I got to give massive respect to him to come on the field and take that fucking L like a man <laughs> at the end. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, uh, I'll tell you what though The most interesting thing Involving Manly this week Yeah Did you see Your fucking Absolute Cum stain Of a captain's Thoughts on being A complete human being I saw
0: I saw him uh, I saw him on On Instagram With a With a person who um, Absolutely failed At every possible Attempt to play The sport of rugby league At a high level
1: Exactly So has moved on And actually broadened His horizons Um, And now Has he though He's a successful Entrepreneur
0: Oh, has he? What's his, what's, his entre- what's his entrepreneurial venture? In um, fintech. I thought you was, was that fintech. So was he writing fucking prescriptions for cross, Arana Tomata to cash in?
1: Cross-border cross fashion. <laughs> so anyway, so he's come out and he said, I often wonder, this is Isaac John we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I often imagine if everyone travelled the world and read books, there would leave little room for ignorance. So we won't unpack his sentence structure. We'll just go with what we. It's yeah. It's
0: got It's it's a, it's a little bit pot in the kettle.
1: It's. <laughs> I you know what I I, I think in the first his, place his I think next what clothing happen- brand is called you know the irony. I, I
0: I have a feeling that he's probably fucking, copy and pasted that off someone else's Facebook post probably. I'm <laughs> um, you know what someone who's probably qualified in Reiki healing's Facebook post too for that. So matter. then,
1: you're fucking. Piece of shit, human Legend, fucking
0: million-dollar man, fucking God who guided his so side come on, probable finals victory. For so those yes. who
1: don't read or travel, are ignorant. And he's tried to explain to him that everyone sees things differently and, you know, two men can look at the same thing and both have different feelings and opinions of it. Um, and then Dally Cherry Evans has gone on his fucking rant. <laughs> let, let me put it this way. Ignorance is very often stated as an absence of experience or knowledge that that experience brings. So fucking 100%, you dumb, long-necked cunt, (laughs) if more people did travel more and experience other things and read great works by other people and gain their points of view, it would most definitely lead to less ignorance. Your opinion here is not warranted. fuck off and stop giving post-game interviews you are stealing the souls of babies you
0: know what i think i think at at the end of the day he's picking up far more and contributing far more to the to to the world by by traveling to the second week of the finals than isaac john traveling to whatever fucking rsl reserve grade teams have their mad mondays on oh, cuz i was going to say barley at first but he never fucking played well enough to play in a side that would give him a trip See, to now barley now he's again. playing
1: for the love of the game though
0: he's not playing at all is he cuz i think he's washed out cuz he's garbage no just
1: for the love of the game he's playing, oh, so he's, he's playing in like country yeah. he's
0: playing he's playing in yeah. group group fucking that's group it. fucking z
1: that's it he he's not there sitting there <laughs> throwing his fucking uninformed uneducated worthless fucking intelligence-destroying opinions around being fucking wrong all the time.
0: He is on Instagram.
1: <laughs> no, but his opinion's correct. <laughs> Travelling and experiencing more things. Like, how the fuck do you think that Hitler knew that Poland was there? <laughs> he travelled to it. <laughs> you know? dally Cherry Evans is basically saying that he wants to burn books. Saying books are useless and he wants to keep people ignorant.
0: I think he just I think he just settled at burning Isaac Johns. No. John Johns? I don't fucking know what the cunt's name is. He he's
1: pretty much I guess I'm ignorant too. He's alt right. Though- Daly Cherry Evans is alt right.
0: Well, I mean, you know, isn't everyone these days? <laughs> I mean, unless you identify as a fucking Trixie Bell fucking, Wouldn't that be donkey, fucking great one? donkey kins or whatever the fuck they're called. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Daily Cherry Evans is a socially retarded cunt. The end.
0: It's not the end because he'll be playing next week and uh, and winning then too. Um, Voodoo Rock, can't wait for episode 666 of This Week in League in 10 years and Nate is still telling us about how they ended Gallon. Look, it's one of those things. I mean, I, I love latching onto the coach killing thing, and and you know, killing killing Gallon's career and ending it in the ultimate fashion is is, is fucking sensational. And I saw a, a a message, I think it was on Facebook by um by, by my mate Bennett, and he was saying that also killing Gallon at this point and not allowing him to proceed one week further means that his games NRL career ends at three hundred forty eight games, one shy of the actual true. Best forward in uh, Beaver Menzies, so it was just uh, it worked on multiple levels. Uh, Jason, uh, God of Cheese AU, Manly sending Gal out the way that has defined his career because you can't spell Galen without lots of L's. Oh, Word, oh, oh. Ryan. The finals may always have me stressed and I may always feel close to cardiac arrest at this time of the year, but I'm just relieved that I go for a team that everyone hates, everyone looks down on, everyone doubts, and yet usually manages to overcome all adversity, fly under the radar, and put in a strong performance like what was witnessed tonight. Manly were awesome. Almost always in control and managed to stamp that last L on that useless cunt Gallon's career. Up the Seagulls. Thank you, sir. Um, Could have used you know, could have used some editing, bit, a you know, bit more concise, but... I 100% agree with all all of it. Uh, JDHD, I know everyone hates Manly, but this team has given Al the loss record and set him out with a deserved L in the space of 10 weeks. True. Everyone's second team now. Toto just watched the game, and on paper the Sharks should have had this easy. Not sure if that says most about the Sharks or Manly. Nice work, Des. And finally, Tyler. My wife is looking at me weird while I'm watching this. I can't help but be only so erect at what's unfolding.
1: Why are you what is it at your with weird? cunts and not being able to
0: English this week? And what what is what is it with wives looking at guys weird when they're erect? I mean, that's fucking game on, is it not? I mean, what don't you, you? It's a game of show and tell. I mean, you don't you're, you're not trying to show me. You're telling me everything about the dynamics of your marriage.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very true.
0: <laughs> the Eels fifty-eight defeated the Broncos nil, at Wankbess Stadium, just under twenty-nine and a half thousand in attendance, I believe, ground record. The Eels, 58 tries to Jennings. A double to Moses. Ferguson, Lane, Sivo with a double. Brown with a double. Moroa and Alvaro also with tries. Moses, six of ten conversions. And the last one, disrespectful one, went to uh, Manu Ma'u. And uh, he got it. And uh, the Broncos, fucking nothing. Zip, nada, zilch.
1: Niente. We alluded to this in the... The pokeys room story, yeah, this really was a team that it it stinks of this fucking millennial passive aggressive I'm not gonna try so it reflects badly on somebody that needs me to try
0: yeah let's first thing let's let's it, let's you know like the fucking candle or whatever you like to say mm. like the eels played the eels played very very well yes they they played well. For the 80 minutes of the game it was probably the first 80 minute performance they put in this season. They played very well, bordering on brilliant for you know several of those minutes. I mean, a lot of it was there was just no fucking resistance from the Broncos side. Just like it was, it was like Benny Hill music shit too. Like yeah. they scored that try when the ball bounced off fucking Darius's yeah. back and like just dumb shit like. That. But there's you know there is no question. That fucking you know Marnie with you know these the one tool he has in his fucking kit bag, which is like a twenty-five meter fucking bullet from left yeah, to right it, pass. I mean, like to 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 lay on a try for Moses and that kick that Moses laid on for Jennings for the first try of the game. I mean, there was some brilliant fucking moments, you know, mixed in with all of those absolutely fucking soft moments from the Broncos. But holy shit, when you got these guys that want to. Lay claim to being, you know, this best young forward pack, and 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 guys that have been vaunted, like you know, like Haas and uh, and Fafita, who's had a fantastic year. Otherwise, completely ineffectual against the Parramatta pack, that realistically is is low, if not completely devoid of fucking name brand recognition and then you get the fucking Matt Lodge did fu- he did nothing except like he started to get cunty like he sort of arced up at one stage and it looks like it was you know looked like it was going to be on a bit uh, i think it was with Moses because obviously you know he doesn't pick on fucking forwards he picks on small people like yes, you know that's like it. americans and yep. uh, yeah and german women yes much more his size and uh, you know and if there's one thing that I, i've often thought when watching rugby league this year is Mitch Moses does have the demeanor and general look of a german woman so I can understand why he perhaps, you know, thought that perhaps he had to die that night. But, so uh-,
1: that's just cause, uh, after, after assist, Guthrie yelling out, Yes, Fräulein! <laughs> um, yeah, and, that's you don't want to take anything away from the eels no because no. they've f- got to play what they've got to play what's
0: in front of them and not only did they play what's in front of them they played to an extremely high level and were they were on, like in in opposition to say the roosters they were on for the full fucking 80 minutes yes like they had the, they had the game won at halftime as well yep but they didn't ta- you know they were obviously you know resolute that they were keeping the you know their line yeah, you know, clear exactly. for, you know, for the game. Exactly. And not only that, they went on with it. And then eventually it got to the point where, because sometimes when these games, when they have gigantic leads involved, they sort of devolve into a bit of a mistake fest where the team that's winning is just chucking around trying any bullshit. Exactly. And the other team that is don't give a fuck and they're kind of doing the same thing as well. Yeah. And so you just end up with knock, trading knock ons and that. But that didn't, the Eels, you know, they kept their shit crisp for the 80 minutes. They were trying to put on tries the, for full 80 the minutes. The Broncos like threw it away in defense at the end, but the Eels were, you know, they were trying to put yeah. them the sword the whole time.
1: Looking at this game, again, um, exactly the same, like you said, as all the mm-hmm. others, four penalties apiece. Yep. So it was just more free-flowing.
0: Which, is, know, fa- g- which is great. Like, all 100%. the games, I mean, like, you know, this game this game was, ju- it was, it was just as enjoyable to watch as any other games yeah. this weekend.
1: Just gone so. With the ball, and not that Brisbane had a lot to work with, but there were eight errors each. Yep. Brisbane only missed 35 tackles. So if you were just looking at the defensive stats... Yep, they were actually better than Cronulla were in the Manly game. Yeah, just on on missed tackles. Yep, but this is where Parramatta really excelled. It was in that almost rooster like performance of they took advantage of. everything. Everything that was given to them, yeah. There, there
0: was, well, and, and there was, and there were things that you know where they took advantage of shit that wasn't given to them. I mean, like that first try, for example. I mean, that was a pinpoint kick that yep. just fucking dipped exactly where it had to. And Jennings and,
1: fucking turned back the clock.
0: Yeah, yeah, and he, it and was a great take. I mean, those things, you know, there, there were a lot of tries that was, you know, not necessarily missed tackles. As oh well, yeah, yeah know, exactly.
1: Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, at. um yeah, Broncos. Fuck. Where do you go next year? Perth, bitch.
0: Okay. I'll send them to the fucking Ipswich. I don't. I don't, You know what? I don't give a fuck. The fan base, and I'm not talking as a generality. I know lots of Broncos fans are fucking great. I love them.
1: I know. Two, maybe three. But
0: there's not. There's. A, but the more you think about, it, the more you know. No. The more you think about it, the, the more you, you don't like it. more people than I do. Yeah, that's possible too. I'm a people person. What can I say?
1: But. <laughs> the, <laughs>
0: Uh. but as a whole and i want to talk like as this ephemeral entity of broncos fandom that is the sum total of the courier mail cocksuckers on fucking twitter yeah cocksuckers on facebook general you know cunts i went to school with and i haven't seen them since the last day of school but they somehow ended up my facebook and they like to fucking you know pipe up when the broncos are winning or whatever been quiet this year mind you when you take that bigger female group of broncos fandom and call it broncos fandom it is so fucking satisfying to watch the humiliating defeat yeah the embarrassment that they feel then they start turning on each other and eating each other from the inside. Then the club starts doing shit. And then you get fucking cockhead Harvard boy Seabold at the press conference asking if you should apologize. Oh, I'm not going to apologize. I don't think I have to apologize for anything.
1: Who were they asking him to apologize
0: to? I think that the last question was the journalist in the press conference post-match asked him if, um, if he... What you know felt you know, like they needed to apologise to the fans, to fans for the for the thing, and like while I would uh, while while my standpoint would be fucking could to fucking apologise to fans. The post match press conference in that cunty fucking defensive tone that Seabold has—that's not the time nor place. To do it, what you do then is just say, "Look, that was an embarrassing result. Well, that was an embarrassing result. We're all so embarrassed, and uh, that's not what this club is about. And uh, we've got to take a, we've got a long off season where we're going to have to face up to this and look at this,
1: and you know, yeah. and 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 we've just got to be better." You know what it is? No, it's it's even shorter than that. It's you know, Do you think you need to apologise to your fans? I'll tell you one thing: that performance was definitely not what our fans deserve. Yeah. And and that and that would probably fucking move on.
0: Yep, and 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 that would probably have satisfied the. I don't. Yeah, I mean, you do get reporters who want to hear you say the words, you know. And but you can, you know, you can then you can say, look, I've answered you, mate. Fucking. Mm. The problem is though that Seabold is not a PR. People, person, and there are some people that aren't. Desi Desi Net wasn't, but now he kind of is is, because he's having fun with it. He's chilled. Bellamy uh, never has been either, but he'll answer questions. Wayne, yeah, he's a surly cunt too, but he's kind of earned the respect, and you know where you stand with him. I mean, you know, as uh, if you're a journalist,
1: I've dealt with a couple of people that are similar to Sebold in that you know I've done this course and I've done this Mm -hmm. course and I've been here and I've done this, this, this. Yeah. You put those people in a room together and they'll sort of fucking big dick energy themselves into a hierarchy. Yeah. And and it becomes apparent who's been to the the more prestigious fucking institution and who's done this and who's done this. And they speak this fucking Six Sigma language that that people understand about efficiencies and this and this and this. That's fine. But it would be like somebody talking to me about- the intricacies of a soccer team and there's like, you know, I listen to fucking AFL reports and they use the word fucking disposals. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that fucking means. Yeah. So they can talk to me in that language, but I have no idea what it is. So when Seabold yeah. starts to get his fucking – and what he's doing is trying to show you that he's thought about a situation. Yeah, yeah. Right? By you asking a question and him sort of phrasing it in a different way, what he's trying to say to you is, I understand how, how you'd think that's the issue. I've thought long and hard. I've actually come up with this is the real issue, and so this is what we're going to be doing. That's what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. He just comes across like a cunt. But he's, but yeah, he, he yeah, I mean, he comes across condescending.
0: The, yeah, and the con the content it's- of the content of what he says is you know it's probably is probably fine. I mean, let's not analyze it too much. But it's it's not it's yeah it's not what he's saying. It's his gen. It's his demeanor. Yeah, in general, which is like it's just the best thing I've ever seen for this fucking club. Suck it, cunts. Now, I'm- um, they are, they're they oh, I don't want to say they're fucked for life, but they're fu- they're pretty fucked though. They've got they've got uh they've got two years of Darius, two years of Darius, and he's been told he's free to leave. But I ain't fucking leaving anywhere where I got one and a half million coming my way if I Correct. see out two years, and. And they've got. I think McCulloch is the same situation. I think he's got another pretty decent year on yep. him. Milford, he's their one million dollar player, the first one million dollar a year player on the books that the Broncos have ever had. Yep. And uh, apparently, he's like been told, like he's on his last chance. He's got to have a fucking career year next year, yep, or he, or he can go fucking find somewhere else. Yep. But he's got an option in his favour again after it. so. So once again, they can tell him. He's free to leave, but he can sit there and cash. Them. He's got another year yeah. of a million he can cash quite easily as well.
1: And here's the thing: if you're not playing mm-hmm. like somebody who can get a million or more mm-hmm. somewhere else, yep, that instantly makes you trigger the option mm-hmm. for the extra mill in oh. your favour. Oh yeah. If the market for fucking halves state that he's worth between six fifty to seven hundred on the open market next year, yeah.
0: and fullbacks he'd be worth fucking like a
1: buck fifty. But how is he not going to trigger that option? Yeah, because absolute well, worst case scenario, okay, someone else will pay him the seven fifty, and the Broncos will end up paying him the. Oh, and
0: it's preposterous the the to think because no clubs are going to pick up the fucking tab. No. At all, and so and so, what happens is the end result is that the Broncos may get them off the books, but they're still paying you know half the freight or something yeah. like that to some other club anyway. And like what what has to happen for the Broncos and and this is this is painful, but you know what, it's not as painful as getting anal fifty eight nil in fucking Parramatta. Yeah, but that's true. What the what they need to do is they have to say okay, fine, you know they can play the trials and everything, genuine selection trials at the start of the season. Darius, you're exactly the fucking same, or in fact, you're six months worse than you were fucking.
1: Last year, yep.
0: So I'm out to, sorry, out
1: of fucking. Devils I'm, I'm, you.
0: I'm sorry, you're you're playing for fucking Redcliffe or, or yeah. Ipswich or whoever the fuck. And then
1: do, do what fucking Benji Marshall did. Yeah, you're on a shitload more money, but you are now Benji. Fuck off to Redcliffe, and I'll call you at Origin okay.
0: time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then we've got yeah, you know, we've got some young guy in the in in the system or whatever. Yep. He only costs us like minimum wage. You know, yep. We're paying him 100-150 or something. Boom. He's he's the new he's the the new five eighth. And, and this is what I think clubs. Miss out, macker They can drop because I mean I think Turpin can you know slot straight in there no problem. And when Dearden's not injured, yeah, he can go into the, yeah, he can be yeah, half. Right. So that's fine. So like so so they can I think Mackers a the guy they can send him down to the, the the Q Cup and no problem at all there. And yep. you know he'll be paying a fuckload of money, but who knows? Maybe paying Reggie's maybe maybe it does make him the, pull the pin or something. Get, you know
1: you know the if you did that like if yeah. my club said. Here are these fucking first graders, mm-hmm. and none of them are in form. Mm-hmm. So they're all going down to Reggie's, and yep. we're going to blood. Like, you know, penetrated a couple of times this year, more yep. through injury, through rather, injury than, in a, yeah. rather than being dropped. In origin, yeah. Um, but it was, so here's all these kids we're bringing in, yep, and we're going to blood them, and they're young. Yep. And they're going to win a few games on excitement. They're going to lose a few games, but they're young, and we're bringing them through. I don't think too many fans would be that unhappy with that.
0: It seems well, you, this- you just have to acknowledge that it's a that, that I mean, because the Broncos at the moment are definitely not in a rebuilding phase. However, if they were to take the hard line and dump some of these overpaid, yeah. you know, guys that are coasting on reputation, yeah. then, then you know what? It would be a bit of a rebuild because, fuck me, I mean, their halves, their, their spine yep. yeah, maybe they're not in a total rebuilding phase as a club, but their spine needs complete fucking, you know, their spine is fucking is, is more is more
1: fucking hunted I, I than Alex what- McKinnon's. What Anthony Milford's doing though, when he's putting in kicks in play and he's, and the problem making, is, I mean, you think
0: like he's he played so fucking brilliantly in the 2015 Grand Final, yeah, and he's had he's had a couple of decentish games this year, but well, fuck me, remember the player he was when he was in Canberra, yeah, the reason why he was poached and everything, he was
1: Ben Barber 2.0, yeah, you know, and and that was when Ben Barber was fucking. You know, setting shit on fire. Yeah, but unfortunately, I, I think for Milford, he's in a situation like we we all know he likes his nose beers.
0: Well, I mean, I think
1: and- actually, I think he's
0: I think the form form slide for him began when he cleaned up, and is you know, like when people quit smoking and stuff, <laughs> they blow up a bit. And I mean, do they even have McDonald's in Canberra? Like, it just makes me wonder what what the- they
1: do. Um. I just don't think their rugby league team is silly enough to give out cards to their players <laughs> so they can have free McDonald's. Yeah. Yep. But uh,
0: look, the long story short there is, I mean, these these players all should 100% exercise any options or, or yeah. periods of employment left on their contracts that they sign because, fuck me, it's a short career you have in rugby league and if you can make some yep. good money out of it, do it. It's not your fault that the club signed you to a fucking multiple-year contract yeah. after 30 years of Here's age. Here's the
1: other thing. Darius is one point five million. Mm-hmm. What's that worth to him in Brisbane as opposed to Sydney? Oh
0: yeah, and it's worth like maybe not double, but I mean it's it's, it's there's a, there's a multiplier on there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean because he can. Well, I, I haven't. Where, where's where's Fluffy live again? It's like Ashgrove um, or somewhere. Ash- or? Ascot. Oh, he live Ascot, does yeah. he? Yeah. yeah. So. Well, living in Ascot, I mean, you're getting you're getting closer to Sydney prices there, having uh, having uh, been
1: raised there myself. Not, but, um, no, not for proximity to the city. You're Fucking nowhere near it.
0: Well, no, but I mean, like it's it's the it's the most expensive place, or you know, one of the you know sort of no, top, the other top three. the other
1: side of the river over at Tenerife. Yeah, well, there, that's, yeah, that's expensive too. Those those places are going for three and a half. Yeah, so find something in that proximity to the city for three and a half in Sydney. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, no. But no. I mean, it's like it's it's like the most expensive oh, yeah. option. I mean, because because you could, or well, like remember the last generation of Broncos, like you know Corey Parker and and like all the guys, you yeah, know, they they all live out fucking like logan like you know on those eight a- on acreage and you know like Cornu- cornubia out like those those fucking yeah. you know they've just got their own little fucking estates out that you know yeah, like stately fucking homes out yep. there on you know that's multiple
1: it. acres which probably cost them 300 grand yeah ex- know, exactly
0: it's- but i mean to do the, the even that the proximity to the cvd from what fucking that's whoop for us yeah but in sydney that's like it's quite reasonable.
1: Yeah, spot on. <laughs> it's a inner west. <laughs> it's like you know, it's half an hour on the M1 to get to the yeah,
0: city. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, so no, so you know, cutting that short, it, your, your dollar certainly goes a lot further in
1: Brisbane. So stay in Brisbane, exercise those rights, boys.
0: Ex- oh, just, just exercise them. I mean, like I would, I would hate to, I would, I would hate to ever find myself in agreement with uh, the players' association, but in in situations where clubs can fuck players off for. Uh, you know, and, and try and shop them around, and all this sort of shit for any reason. Well, so here's I mean, the thing, though. they yeah, really they, can't. No, but they they can't if players dig in. But they can kind of engineer scenarios whereby it's you know it becomes an issue for the player either takes a hit somewhere or I'd suggest they. Make, to you, yeah. It's
1: exactly the opposite, and if they need to get a player off the books, mm-hmm. the player ends up getting more in total. So it would be you're on yeah. you're on 650 here, yeah. Right, you'll be on 700 there. Yeah, and, I don't know what's the
0: situation. A- I mean, with say like RCG. I mean, I know Penrith. Uh, he's got he's getting the same five year extension
1: deal that he's he would have begun period. next year with Penrith. Yep, he's getting
0: that at the Eels. Penrith are paying some of the freight.
1: I think that was just a case of they needed to bolster their forward stocks. Yeah, Parramatta chased him. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't a case of Penrith trying to get rid of him. No. They knew he was on the outer, so he became an attractive target. Yeah. Because Penrith would cover some of his freight. Yeah. It wasn't a case of Penrith trying to get rid of.
0: I don't know, but I mean there was those
1: stories like, you know, sort of around the middle of the
0: year and not not
1: long after he fucking signed his
0: hmm.
1: his deal. Yeah, well that that's how you do it. You say to yeah. people that there's rumblings at the club that these players have been told they can look elsewhere. Yeah. And Anyone that's after someone in that position goes fuck. There's a bargain. Yeah, yeah, like we've just absolutely cucked the fucking bulldogs. Yeah, but see,
0: the situation with, with the, 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 the situation with him is is uh, with both of those guys is slightly different. I mean, the fuck the, the 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 fact that anyone bought fucking Katow it, it blows my fucking mind. But then they had Leisha, so you know. But well, the handbrake of the NRL buys a handbrake of a hooker. So yeah, yeah. but um, but the, the, the difference is like RCG. You know, while, whilst uh, an unhappy year at the Panthers, I mean, he's still young enough to be... You could fix him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just get him out of the environment and you could fix him. Darius Boy's at the end of his career. Yes. There's no fixing him. Yes. There's no better offer coming. No. Even if the Broncos paying some of the freight. Correct. Andrew McCulloch's coming at the end of his career. There's no better offer coming there. No. Not, you know. Milford... There's absolutely no better offer. However, he's the most fucking redeemable of the, the three. Most marketable, yeah. Well, well, he's just the most redeem. I mean, he's the yeah. most resurrectable of the yep. three. I mean, I'm sure that if he... I'm sure that, like, Craig Bellamy could fucking turn him into a gun again. Yeah. Not that he ever would, because he's got fullbacks and halves and shit coming out of his exactly. fucking... He doesn't need to spent. pay a
1: million bucks to turn someone into a star. No, right that's right. Yeah. That's
0: right. And so, uh, you know, he's... he's. I, th- I believe he's re- he's resurrectable. Uh, but, you know, if it's at the Broncos, I just don't fucking know. Because I mean, Wayne couldn't get the best out of him. Or, yeah. I well, I guess Wayne got the best out of him in 2015, but... Yeah. There's two years of regression after that, and then another on top of that under
1: Seabold, so... The the easiest people, from my experience, to motivate are ones that know what it's like to be fucking rock bottom, mm-hmm. to be shithouse. Yeah. You know? Um, or the ones who respond to structure, right? Yeah. So, the ones that have their own motivation of, no, I've, I know what that is and I don't want that anymore. Yeah. Or the ones who you just put them like the fucking blinkers on them on a horse. Yep. And that you just say, you operate within these parameters. Just point them in the right. And as the- long as they, and this sounds crass, but as long as they don't have too much freedom to make their own choices. Yep. And they just know what they have to do. Yeah. And they'll perform in that parameters. Yeah. Um. I d I don't know how you get the best out of Milford. He seems to me to be one of those players that coasted through on a lot of natural ability, not necessarily yeah. a lot of effort. Yeah. And that's fucking dangerous, especially when you're on a million bucks a year. Yeah.
0: And this is I mean, and, and for all the problems with the, the the Broncos side, I mean, you can't fucking argue that you, you can't you can't say that, you know, Lodge for the most part, you know, for most definitely, Haas, most definitely. You can't say they didn't lay a fucking platform. Mm. Like honestly. Yeah. I mean, you know. No, 100%. I don't know. But, you know, the point is, I mean, we've sat here and devoted a lot of time to solving the problems of that fucking cunt club when really we should just be basking in the reflective warmth of the fucking, the the the, 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 the burning jerseys of the, all over the city. Thing,
1: Here's the thing. They, they've made the eight, you know? And if your yeah. biggest fucking problem is that you made the eight and were barreled out in week one, you know. There's barreled out. That's
0: what happened to the Sharks. What happened to the Broncos was the largest finals I'm trying to light a defeat. candle here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the only candles being lit in Brisbane right now are just setting fucking jerseys on fire. That's so- <laughs> yeah, true. That's right. So, okay, then, here's a question from someone who directly, can directly tie themselves to the situation.
1: Yes.
0: Would you rather... Yes. ...beat Newcastle by fucking 60 or whatever it was in the last round of the year, but you missed the finals?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or... Make the finals mm-hmm. and lose by sixty the fucking eels. Make the finals, even even though suffering like a humiliating, like the the most humiliating loss in the history of the game.
1: Yeah. Wow. Because you you got to understand for like for me in that scenario. Yeah. There are two games that we lost to miss the finals that we should have won. Yeah. Which to me were full of about as much effort as the Broncos put in in that last game. Yeah. Okay. So it's a fucking frittato, frittato. Yeah.
0: And I wonder, t- I wonder what the Knights fans would say. I'll, t-
1: I'll take the finals. Knights frittato. fans.
0: There's a question. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll extend it to, to fans of any club, any club that any club, but particularly the ones that missed the eight this year. Would you rather?
1: It's the same logic train as would you rather lose a premier lose a grand final, and win three years of state of origin?
0: Yeah. No. There's nothing no, you I'll- would give up
1: for that. No. Fuck no, there's there's no version of.
0: I've gone on the record many times yeah. in the course of this show saying that if a genie came down and said, "Look, you can New South Wales will never win the state of origin again," however, you will win one premiership. Man, no, no, no. Manly will win a premiership mm. every every you know every decade. Well, they do that anyway. If Manly win a premiership every five years. If New South the trade off is New South Wales will never win a series
1: again. Yep, hundred percent. Fucking sign me up. Always. Whose Who's whose who's blue
0: smoky dick do I have to suck? Yep. To make that a reality. That's it. Bring Will Smith, Will Smith or fucking Rob exhume Robin Williams paint can blue, fucking I'll suck him off.
1: Make it happen. Well, he did like a bit of a hutchins old Robin. Da 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 Ain't never had a choke like me. <laughs>
0: Uh, that's the end of the game isn't it fuck alright I better hit stop (laughs) before we forget we've got to do the tweets King Chinius William Tyrrell will be found before the Broncos find redemption from that utter garbage performance (laughs) hashtag (laughs) fold the cunts up like a cheap chair topical JR Buff maybe the Broncos could get Nathan Brown to sort out this mess wouldn't you love that Timmy McIntyre What's he? F- oh, he's fucking. He's, he's put in a, uh, a quote tweet of his from some other indeterminate time that I can't see. 2018. But uh, he said, uh, Remember when Mitch Moses, James Tedesco, and Aaron Woods said the reason why they left the Tigers was to play semi finals football? Moses has already played, and now Tedesco and Woods are looking odds on playing semis in 2018 and Tigers are not. And he's updated that, say, 2019
1: again. Yes. Well done, Tigers. Great recruitment.
0: They had the big four. They lost three of the big four. I'd like to And shout All of them to- have played
1: finals except for the one they kept. I'd like to shout out Isaac Moses for uh, his part in that. Yes.
0: What a disruptive little cunt he is. Yes. Jason on Facebook, tell you what, give us a half, a five eighth, and some possession, and we're in with in with a shot of keeping it below fifty. <laughs> 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 Sam, uh, it turns out they don't play a lot of rugby league in Boston. No. Guess not, and uh Shunter. Are we sure that Fraud even went to Harvard? Did he really just do a semester at Boston Community College?
1: Yeah, he's got a degree from you know, half, hard, online <laughs> yeah. university.
0: JDHD. I'd say the Broncos are at sixes and sevens, but they don't have a six or a seven. They don't. Biggest tiger. The best thing is they didn't have enough time for a disrespectful field goal, as every time they set up for one, they'd accidentally score a try. <laughs> Jay Bartley, 90. Just waiting for the Broncos fans to don their bandwagon Melbourne Storm jerseys next week and call Parramatta a shit team if we lose. Yes. Bank on it. Yes. Bank on it. Hashtag the other Queensland team. Aaron, oh, sorry, Nort. To be fair, this game's hardly fair for Brisbane. It's not at home and it's not on a Friday night. True. Uh, Bethany said, I came, I saw, I came again. And uh, marks that always loved. Ba, never a doubt. Oh yes, yeah, okay. of course you did. There this week: two games as the season comes cl- ever closer to its end. And uh, on Friday night, the Rabbitohs take on the mighty Manly Sea Eagles at ANZ Stadium. The uh, Rabbit Squad uh, welcomes Sam Burgess and Dane Gay Guy back. Jaden Sewer makes way for Sam Burgess. Campbell Graham shifts to the wing uh, to accommodate Gay Guy returning center. And I I feel with NRL-level Gay Guy, I think that's almost a positive for us. Yes. Um, Tom Burgess starts up front. And uh, George Burgess finds his way to the bench after starting last week. Manly side. Basically the same as last. The squad's the same, uh, with the addition of Marty to power back from suspension, of course. So he'll start the prop. Uh, Kepi goes to the bench, and uh, Toff Sipley will be pushed out of the seventeen. Oh, would not surprise me if Sipley perhaps came in to um to replace our uh, Olaquatu or Kepi. I think Kepi will probably keep his role because he was fucking amazing. Mm. Uh, and I guess if yeah, it's a matter of like you know getting experience in for a rookie. And uh, Tony Williams T Rex, he's in twenty one. And even that, the whole fucking T Rex narrative, completely, the media was just completely fucking infatuated with this T Rex narrative. Kept yep. all, and no one said shit to these young guys that were making yep. their debut in a finals game That's and it. shit like Just f- fucking, he's he's playing fucking, ever since I thought it's 3D chess, he's playing fucking 6D chess. He's in the future, fucking Desi. Uh, okay, so this one, look, once again, it's another one of these games where on paper, the other side you know, should have their measure and uh, should win but fuck me the beliefs that they're showing they've beaten south this year the time they didn't beat they lost one game i think they lost by two points or something like that one point one point yeah so so they've been pretty well matched with south all year and i don't think they've had a game against souths where they've had like you know their their peak lineup either i think both those games were like without tom for example so it's nothing new yeah. to them it's nothing new to them this time to yeah. play without him as well um and I think the last time they played, uh, there might have been around that Origin time as well. I think um, it was it was in the Origin period, yeah, the second okay. game, and so they may have even been with that cherry yeah. in that time. I, so
1: I'm not sure you can take too much out of either of the games in as form for this one. No, uh, I wouldn't take whoever, it as form.
0: It's just more of I think it's just more of a matter of just the belief and the. the yeah, yeah. they seem to have a real. They've got a real, like the rabbits have got everything to lose in this game. You yes. know what I mean? There's a lot of expectation Manly on. Man, they aren't going to give them anything.
1: No. So Souths have to earn it. You know, it That's it's right. It's not going to be a situation where drop balls are going to are going to get Souths there. Um, we've seen it already in round one. There's not going to be a lot of penalties given. Yep. Um, Souths need to be solid. And I think the key to them, Manly started incredibly well last week. Mm-hmm. And Souths had the Roosters absolutely anal them in the opening stanza. Yep. So Souths need to either keep Manly scoreless or put a couple of quick tries on I reckon in that first 25 mm-hmm. if they have any chance to win the game. Yep. And after and and
0: uh, like after after feeling you know like you know, trying to be realistic last week, I mean there's I've I've got a, a lot more confidence in it this week. I I like Southmore as a matchup. I think that um that our forwards can can match them, you know, well and truly and then you've got the extra, just the the general discipline issues that comes along with guys like you know Sam Burgess especially, but they're all fucking got their they all have their yeah. moments. Yeah, you know, Liam Knight. I mean, he's not you know he's not a fucking brain brain surgeon either. No. Sometimes I mean he has some dumb shit. And uh, so if we can if we can keep a discipline and not make mistakes, inviting them in like not dropping you know dropping bombs and just not dropping it, working it out of the you know out of your own half. Then I think they, they'll put themselves in a position where they'll be in a winnable, you know, in a winnable sort of realm by, you know, when it counts at the end of the game. And then it's a matter for the big, you know, for the the big names that are left in the side to fucking lift.
1: But, uh. Yeah, 13 13.
0: I think, I think Manly, uh, Manly by, um, look, let's be realistic here and, uh, not just do regurgitate the usual Manly 13 plus thing. I think that, um, you know, in light of in light of everything we've just said, mainly thirteen plus. Uh, storm take on the eels and the Korean housewife. Now, the last time the storm and the eels met, it was uh, the reverse analing to what the eels dispatched dispensed onto the Broncos last week. It was I don't remember the scoreline, mean, but it was sixty something to fucking yeah. not much.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ba- basically, the Melbourne Storm are Dennis Ferguson's dad, <laughs> <laughs> and the eels are Dennis Ferguson. Yeah. So
0: this time the storm go with an unchanged lineup from last week's uh, losing side. Kane Evans returns for the Eels from suspension, which will shift uh, Daniel Alvaro to the bench, and uh, Ray Stone is pushed out of the 17. <sighs> it's hard. To, this I like. We, like we don't want to take. I mean, the, the Eels most certainly put their best foot forward for the full 80 minutes against the Broncos. Yes. The the Melbourne Storm are not going to fold and give give stuff away for free that the Broncos did
1: last week. They're not. But in saying that, I'm at a loss as to how to treat that Melbourne performance last week because it was a similar performance as to the last time they played Canberra. Mm -hmm. And one thing Melbourne have not done almost at all in in the time that, that at least I've been here is do the same shit thing two times so close together. So for them to have two games where their handling was so poor, to their standards, yeah, that I, I honestly don't know what to read into that. And I think if Melbourne get out there and don't really control the football, Parramatta are a chance here.
0: Yeah, I, I look. I, it's at this stage of the season, it, it it would be foolish to to say that you know any team doesn't have a chance in any on any given situation. I just feel the the Storm have this wealth of experience at this level and this kind of high stakes matchmaking, and I just feel like in Melbourne, after this massive uproar over this fucking touchline call, that's been the number one narrative out of that game. Even overshadowing the freak fireworks thing. Yeah. It's been the number one narrative. Like, the the wind hasn't been... The number one narrative has been this fucking touchline thing all fucking week. And, I mean, the storm... They know what they're doing. I mean, they kept it in there. And every time the storm... Have a massive bitch fest about a refereeing decision. You watch these cunts falling to line behind Cameron Smith when the next game comes around, and I just feel like the Storm are going to have this latitude with the they're going to be able to implement their wrestle exactly the way they want to. Mm -hmm. I think, and um, you know, fuck, I hope they prove me wrong. But I feel I feel like yeah, especially like someone like Cummins is just I I just feel like that he can be forced into the Cameron Smith fucking.
1: Yeah, you know, narrative
0: 100%. of the game. And if that happens, they're not going to get these guys, go- the, you know, the the Eels aren't going to be getting the roll on that they got against, uh, you know, a, a, a semi-resistant Broncos side yeah. in a free-flying game devoid of penalties. And when that happens, Mitchell Moses is going to have to find a way to stand up
1: I don't. Yeah, I don't think they go forward. I and passing to is not eyes. going to
0: be the and passing to is not going to be the strategy that that they've had uh, in in some other matchups recently. Because you know that I mean, fucking Voonie, you will get him, and he'll probably break his fucking arm or something too on the down low because he's a grub.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's um. And I they won't know. have
0: and they won't have the Bankwest crowd. I mean, away from Bankwest, Parramatta. You know, not amazing, and they, yeah, and they, and did you know? Here's a bit of trivia. Did you know that the Bankwest Parramatta Eels cl- uh, supporters, yeah, they invented chanting a player's name. Did they? Did you know that? Yeah, 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 just just like the other week. just the week before last? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Apparently, it all started with Paul Chan Sivo. I, other- I
1: I did hear that. You know, very often, um, it you know, Penrith do what they call the. uh scattergun approach where when he's taking a field goal you call out Cleary but not at the same time as anyone else so it's just so it's kind
0: of like when Canberra do the Viking
1: clap so like yeah like yeah. A, it's like a, a peppering of Cleary's <laughs> <laughs> like it's just peppered Yeah. Um, but that's genius from Parramatta to bring it all in at once Yeah. so it's just one word
0: Look, I, you know, and and I I can't wait till I catch on in like you know in soccer and in America and stuff like that in those sports with you yeah. know larger stadium crowds, it's going to sound fantastic. Yeah, chanting a fucking player's name in a game. Who would have thought? I mean, I can't believe it's taken till the year of our Lord twenty nineteen for someone to invent that. So good on your Parramatta fans, well done.
1: Yeah. Okay. Storm to win. Yeah.
0: In a punishing fashion too. Like they need to they they need to send a message to to the Roosters next week. As yeah, well as, right. as well as get themselves into the next one, yep. and I just think at home, Eels have not been good away from Bankwest at any stage of the season, even when they've been good in finger quotes. Yep. Um, so look, I think I think they I think their biggest scalp away from Bankwest was like the fucking Dragons and Cobra or some yeah, shit. Yeah, like, okay. and like, is that really a scalp at all? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a fucking merkin at best. <laughs> <laughs> so I have convinced myself that the Storm, unfortunately, are going to win the game. Nice. Lag biggest tiger since tweet said, we've come to the end of the regular season and reflecting back on my time in the nation to date is not winning Twillies. It's that I didn't disappear after having a kid. RIP Saguna. <laughs> I love that guy. Sad he stopped tweeting the show. And an the emoji, sad face, tissue wiping nose emoji, crying cat emoji, eggplant, eggplant. <laughs> Hashtag the story. So,
1: yeah, Tell you what. On that note, it
0: wasn't because he had a kid though. It was because it's because he didn't wanted to to retell that that uh, that story when he cucked Bryce
1: Gibbs. That's it. Um, but on that note, it's probably time to welcome to the world the newest member of the nation. Yep. Young uh, pineapple K. Pineapple
0: K. Yeah, special K. Uh. Well, one of those come tributes. Fuck it, 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 hit a, it it hit a lady. <laughs> You hit a lady at a special place, and uh, and you know, literally this evening, about an hour before we hit record on the show. Yes, yep. I welcome to welcome to birth of a daughter. Um, yeah, Pineapple K was born, um, or Pineapple like- Gallon
1: K. Her full name is. I would like to give a shout out to Pineapple's mother for the ingenious and fucking painful method of inserting a Valentine Holmes trading card up a hoo ha. To get, him, to get him to aim there. Yeah, so that's true. That, that's, I thought it was just like residual. That's, rubbed you know, going further than pricking holes in rubbers. Yes. That's that's some, you know, scra- scratching the, the four corners of the, <laughs> the tunnel <legit>. as <laughs> you... But yes, congratulations, sir. And...
0: Uh, yeah, and and as I said to him on uh, on Saturday night, like, you, you, can you believe there's like there there are there are children in the Shire that have never seen Cronulla in finals football.
1: Yeah, so uh, this child has has will never see Cronulla be successful.
0: Well, yeah, you know, should be should be old, Never. grandchildren made. of her own by that stage never probably.
1: Makes, never see them play finals football ever again. I'm
0: giving the fifty year cycles reset. That's it. Yeah. Uh Jordan, OG Cook ninety three. How good is it to listen to Nate Clutch at Straws as to why Manly got fucked by Para? Thanks for the review. Could have got me kicked off the train for gently stroking myself. <laughs> I don't understand why you have to masturbate on a train, though. I mean, I know I've like, I, I know, I know I've got the sexy voice, I, I, but I mean, calm the fuck down. Show some discipline, self control. Save it till you get home
1: or your car, well, like most listeners know, do. That, that train sound, if he's in Sydney, yeah. ching, ching. Ka ching, ching yeah okay, it's
0: melodic it's rhythmic <laughs> adam brackman Nate's tone of voice when recapping the stats from the Tigers sharks game. actually lest we forget yeah, I was trying to be respectful for our tigers fans, poor fellas always coming ninth and shit <sighs> uh just a general let's let's uh I believe I might have mentioned it last week on the show or maybe i uh, maybe i didn't i i, I just uh, maybe I did on Facebook the venue though for the Members meet up on the Saturday night. What's the fucking date? Is it fifth, fourth? Is- One of the two. Let's let's be fucking specific about these things. All right. Calendar, come come at me, calendar. Okay, Saturday, the fifth of October. Yes, I believe it's a bank holiday. It's forty nil day. That's right. It'll be the eleventh anniversary of Manly defeating the Storm forty nil, um, but. We will we will send out the details of uh, where it's going to be to the members. Uh, love to see you along. Bring a plus one. Bring a plus fucking whatever. Really, I mean you know we're we're not Nazis here. Um, and also for people who are new to the show this year, on Sunday. Well, sorry, the one on the one on. I'll be, I'll be sending out the details via email. But I say we'll be kicking that one off about seven pm uh, on a Saturday night, and then the big one on Sunday midday. Right. Midday, at the uh, Edinburgh Castle,
1: the Edinburgh Castle Hotel
0: in the CBD in the city, in we will be having our uh, our yearly grand final day meetup slash piss up, and everyone is welcome. We'd upstairs, love see- upstairs, we got the whole area for ourselves, and we'd love to see as many people, as many listeners uh, as as we can possibly get in there. And uh, if you um. If you've never been to one before, and you know, you're feeling a bit on the fence or whatever about it, then make sure you come down. It's very friendly, inclusive community, and uh, you'll have you'll have a beer in front of you and chatting to someone about you know the tigers in decline before you fucking realise it.
1: It also makes social media a little bit more fucking tolerable because you get to meet people
0: and put faces and to and handles put faces and names.
1: Yeah, um, but also that in real life, people are actually fucking normally half-decent human beings.
0: Oh, yeah, because you, 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 you're um, definitely... I, I, I almost put a fucking solid guarantee in that you'll meet someone who you think is an absolute fucking cunt online
1: <laughs> and realise... And realise Grover's actually, okay. And, yeah,
0: <laughs> and realise, yeah, yeah, Grover, his name's Dave. And, yeah, and, he's all, and, and he's not bad. I mean, he'll probably be wearing like a fucking purple velour suit or something on the day, but... You know, I like I like the the extra effort he puts in. That's it. Like that year, he came and he was wearing a suit made of like barbecue shapes boxes. <laughs> that was fucking. It was tremendous. like
1: fucking plate mail. It wasn't a yeah, suit. yeah, well, was...
0: yeah, it was yeah, it, it was a suit of armour as yeah. a suit, I guess. Yeah, true, <laughs> but yeah, it was. It was like a. It was like Ned Kelly, except barbecue shapes <laughs> instead of like heavy heavy fucking steel. <laughs> and anyway, this year for the first time, I was just thinking about this because. Brisbane fans don't get like an end of season thing. So we're thinking perhaps of doing like a Mad Monday thing on a Sunday, probably the weekend after the Twillies. So after- In Brisbane. In Brisbane. Yep. And I can tell you right now, it's definitely at fucking Fat Belly Jacks. Yeah, fuck
1: yeah. It is
0: definitely there. And so we'll we'll hit those guys up and just see what we can do about- If you are a Brisbane-based listener and you would be interested in coming along to something like that- Hit us up on Twitter or Facebook. I'll, I'll just, put
1: something in the Facebook group and on Twitter.
0: Yeah. Okay. Because just because once we have an idea, if we if we say, oh, there's going to be twenty people, that, you know, want to come, then we can, you know, call up Fat Belly Jacks and say, look, yeah, we want to do this thing, blah blah, blah you know, and uh, you know, can you possibly reconfigure things and you know, rope us off a section, blah blah blah, and uh, if that's the case. Then but it, that's exactly where it's going to be. I'm thinking like probably the Sunday after the, the Twillies will be done. The Twillies will be on, as always, on a Friday night live. And so on the Sunday, and that will be a nice way to, to wrap up the whole season. And uh, so let us know your thoughts. Uh, that is full time for episode 336. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, on Twitter at TWI League. Facebook Dot com forward slash This Week in League. And don't forget our group. It's uh, forward slash groups, forward slash Twill Nation. Um, make sure you hit the like button, share our posts, all that sort of stuff. Help us spread the word. It always helps. And you never know where the fucking word's going to go because my God, this show reaches, well, I mean, I always thought that the four corners of the globe thing is always like, it's a weird expression because, you know, flat earths don't have, or spherical earths don't have corners, but we are reaching the fucking corners of this motherfucker, but uh, we got a review this week, and it is legitimately the best review we've ever had. I've, I've I i do not know if I've mentioned our ranking in Brazil before, but we've ranked in Brazil before on the on their Apple Podcast Ooh. charts. At the moment, this week the big movers we are ranking on uh, on Australia is always uh, Japan.
1: Oof, jumped yeah. up in
0: Japan and uh, we're, we're doing quite well in New Zealand and Malaysia. Truly Asia. Is fucking killing it. Really? Our ranking dropped in Malaysia but it is still fucking <laughs> far higher than I would expect from Malaysia. Good shit. I don't I don't quite understand it but another place we rank is uh, Brazil and we got to admit and-
1: I, say, I, I feel there'd be a lot of sex tourism in Malaysia. Yeah, possibly but that wouldn't be us. Not our guys. Not our listeners. No, no way. If, if people are like just googling furries. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, they get
0: executed for that shit. If they, you know, don't don't do that. Or get a VPN or something.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so another place we're ranking is uh, is is Brazil. And this this service that I signed up for a couple of weeks ago, which every week gives me a digest of our rankings or you know notable changes in rank uh, and, for, and rankings for individual episodes and the show in general yep. around the world. It also a fucking life saving feature. It. Gives me the review on the dashboard. Any new review from any Apple podcast, iTunes, fucking Shit. store around the world, and like, there's been ones coming from New Zealand and America and and uh, England, particularly those three, over the last ten years, where people are like, I left you a review, uh, you know, did did you, it, you didn't you didn't read it, yeah. did you see it? And the answer is always, oh fuck no, because you have to manually log in your iTunes into that, yep. you know, that region. Store. So. Today, it was brought to my attention uh, that we had a review in the Brazilian Apple podcast store. And uh, let me just take a drink of water first <laughs> before I try my, my Portuguese. Because it was in Portuguese. So the review is as follow. Quando voce remove as camadas dessa narrativa inovadora, disfacada de crítica esportiva, ela revela a vida de um homem quebrada em declinio siga J equanto el tenta preencher o buraco de sua alma vasio com uma torrente de experiências cada vez mais degradadas, degradadas. What do you think that means? Well, so far, all, partes
1: all partes aqui igu- Mormon enchilada. <laughs>
0: Partes iguais de Hunter S. Thompson a Herman Melville este clásico moderno moderno voce con cada paso de busca por Balea Branca de la Fat Brittany. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Allow me to translate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's already the greatest thing I've ever heard.
0: Just wait. This okay. is this is fucking outstanding, and uh, I, I need to I need to fucking look up look up the do where it come from too because I, I I didn't I copy and pasted the thing with the translation, and so I, I really this I mean, homie needs full credit. Yeah, please be in the Facebook for group for this. Uh, f- full fucking credit for this, and um and I will I'll be looking up the name and uh and what you feel after I say this. When you remove the layers of this groundbreaking narrative masquerading as sports criticism, it reveals the life of a broken man in decline. (laughs) Follow Jay as he tries to fill the hole of his empty soul with a torrent of increasingly degraded experiences. (laughs) Equal parts of Hunter S. Thompson and Herman Melville, this modern classic will surprise you with every step of his search for his white whale, Fat Brittany. (laughs) Is that, not, <laughs> is that not the, uh, the fucking
1: greatest? <laughs> do you know what, though? It's almost too good. I'm starting to think now that was actually written by AI. <laughs> have you seen those things that, like, they get books and articles written by AI? Um, oh, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so perfect that someone just could have fed
0: podcasts into a machine. So so the uh the, the review was uh, it was five stars clearly. Yeah. Uh from from someone uh by the name of uh Genio Puro. So
1: fantastic.
0: I would I would like you to tweet us, sir, uh, or get on the Facebook group or email and
1: uh how, how I, did you come to rugby league?
0: It's exactly yeah, exactly. So we got. I'm just looking. I'm just looking through the. Uh, I'm just looking through to see if he's, to see if he's done any other reviews on other stuff. But I can't. Yeah, I can't quite see. But that is a fu- like that is honestly. I had fucking tears. Like because oh. like the first thing I did was I'm looking at the Portuguese and like I've done. A, I've studied a little bit of Portuguese. And, and so, I was just, you know, and I, I did French, you know, quite extensively at schools. And so, the, you know, those sorts of languages, yeah you know, they there are sort of, you know, commonalities and things. So, I was trying to pick up the, you know, there's a couple of things I could put in. Obviously, the, the first thing that stuck out to me was the dégradadas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And
1: then. And, I know, it
0: and, it's so Britney. Fu- and it's so funny. Hunter S. Thompson, and also Mel- Herman Melville, and then Fat Brittany at the end. I'm <laughs> like, oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> and when I actually translated it, just like fucking tears. Uh, I was fucking laughing for like fifteen minutes and then I had to send you a message and go, oh, with this fucking review. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> so thank you, sir. And uh yeah, get by all means get in touch and e- email us anyone, email us at uh, business at thisweekinleague.com if you've got something you wanna you wanna say on email that you don't feel you can uh, spit out on uh, social media. But uh what else we got here? Oh tipping Tuzi still on top. He's three points ahead now at the at the at the stage of the season where there's only, you know, two games a week. So pretty much home and home that's it have to capitulate to lose it from here uh conan the eel uh, voodoo rock tied in second place then we go back to uh, pt tiger man yellow Bon and sns marla and then we've got a, a big group there including myself with a uh, robbo matt f lachlan on a blood buzz all five points off the pace and with like what six games left yeah five games left yeah it's unlikely that he's going to drop all of them. I'd say, but you know, top ten is a good finish. Uh that's it. You got anything else to add? No, neither. Do I. I thought I thought the episodes would be quicker coming to this end of the season, but it was fucking good chat,
1: and so uh, that's we, it. We dished out some fucking truth candy to the Broncos this week.
0: We did, we did. I, I nothing jumped out in terms of what no. the show title could be, so what, that's you know, going to be did mystery. Find
1: out today. What's that? that old mate comedian Jim Jeffries is a massive rugby league fan. Yeah. Oh, he was a Norths fan, wasn't he? He was, unfortunately. Suck a dick. A complete fucking cuck of a club. Um, but I'm going to put an effort out this week to try and get him to notice the show. So over in America, you know, we're ranking fucking Brazil. Yeah, George, that's
0: true. America rarely pops up on the thing. He's
1: thirsty for his rugby league fix.
0: Does he still follow it though? I mean, did he? Did he have? Was he? Was he the first and only principled Bears supporter?
1: Yes, he is. Um, so he
0: walked away from the game then. As he should thing, have.
1: His thing is uh, that he wants to make enough money to buy the Bears and, and reinstate <laughs> them. So he needs to to keep the heart, you know, the, the finger on the pulse. He'd have that money though, wouldn't he? Well, yeah, it'd be like a
0: couple of grand. I mean, would you, honestly, realistically. I mean, surely Singer wants to fuck him off at this. Time. I mean, yeah. you know, he's burning the hole in his pocket.
1: Yeah, I heard that today. I thought it was interesting.
0: Yeah. who's he follow now?
1: Don't know. So, yeah. Don't know.
0: That's that's the questions I want answered. One, does he still follow rugby league? Like, he does he have another team that he goes for now? Does he just follow the North's Reggies? Did he completely cuck himself and start going for Manly? Um, surely not. Or Or did he just you know, decide to jump ship to another brainless fucking fail, failure organisation like the Cronulla Sharks, like some other Norths fans I know.
1: Look, he seems to be in total, you know, control of his faculties, 10 fingers, 10 toes, mm-hmm. normal-sized legs, normal-sized arms. Don't think he would have followed Manly. <laughs> <laughs> think.
0: Yeah, look, you yeah, I'm on, know, I'm on the record. Like North, Norths fans who went to Manly... You know, fans fans of clubs, it's, you know, it's great, welcome, all that. But I really got a question. Yeah. Like, when Manly p- fucking gutted your club and slit its throat d- in front of you, made you watch. Yep. Then you go to, you know, it's like some kind of Stockholm syndrome. I, I don't know. But yes,
1: it's, it's called cuck home
0: syndrome. <laughs> Boom. We got it at the end. <laughs> That's it. See you next week.
1: Later.